0: Hola, everybody. Today we're talking about muscle mass, gaining muscle mass, figuring out what your muscle mass is, using body composition as a tool instead of BMI and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. So I started being interested in this because I've been a runner most of my life, right? I've been running since I was 12. I've been athletic and active for as long as I can remember. I played, like, I tried out all the things. I played basketball all the way through high school, then I just ran. Um, And I dabbled in softball, was very scared of the ball. That was not a good look. Soccer a little bit when I was really young. Um, And I found running and I just loved it. But there was all this other stuff I had to do to be healthy running, right? So lifting weights and cross training and yoga. So anyway, very active. Inactivity to me is a dirty word, not because it's synonymous with rest, but because it makes me crazy. One thing that used to really bother me about my body, though, was how it doesn't look like other runners' bodies. Lining up at the start line of a lot of races, especially, like, high-level races in college, I'd notice how thin other women were, how lanky their limbs, or how tiny and light they appeared. Even when I starved myself very thin, my muscles were still, like, relatively prominent compared to other runners like my legs were just big even at the ape not big but like muscular (laughs) even at the apex of anorexia the only time i was able to shed significant pounds was when i wasn't able to work out so my muscles disappeared um the scale dipped and my fucked up brain thought that i was winning i was like wow i'm gonna be so much faster now that all my muscles gone. (laughs) On the other side of recovery, I've learned to love my muscles because I love being active. I like running up mountains and being able to lift heavy things. I like feeling strong and empowered in my body. But when I feel the most strong, I look the least like a runner. I've been unable to run for most of January due to a little hamstring strain. And I turned to cross training to stay in, in shape. I found a gym and I started lifting heavier weights, biking and attempting to swim. I tried to swim this morning and it was pretty comical. Like I was laughing at myself. I was like dying. I don't know how to breathe in the water. Like it just, (laughs) I'm afraid of the water. Luckily this pool tops out at like five feet deep. So I can't really drown, but it's a struggle for me to swim. After a few weeks of my new regimen, I was like visibly stronger. Like I was like, oh, my biceps are here. You know, (laughs) a trainer at the gym even asked me if I'm into bodybuilding. And I was like, uh, no, not really. Like not at all. Um, and he was kind of like, well, you could be. And I was like, cool, man. But like, I don't really want to spend my whole life in a gym. I like to be outside in the mountains. That's what I like to do. And so the thought of really being stuck in a gym and bodybuilding forever makes me like schwitzy. It makes me feel so bored. Like I want to be outside. I'm an outside cat, not an inside cat, not like domesticated, so to speak. So anyway, then I got to thinking, though, like, why is it so easy for me to gain muscle? It takes like not that much time. And I had a hunch; it has mostly to do with my genetic makeup, but I wanted a real answer. So the first thing I did was schedule a DEXA scan to determine my exact amount of lean body mass. It's one thing to look at muscular, like your, to look muscular, I guess, but it's another to actually like know the numbers behind your musculature. My results show that I have almost 25% body fat with nearly 120 pounds of lean tissue on my frame. They also showed that my left arm and leg are slightly lighter than my right arm and my right leg, like a pound smaller um, and that nearly 130 pounds of my total body weight is in my legs and torso which um, is a really good reason that I'm bad at pull-ups because I weigh like 155 so it's like (laughs) it's like the majority of my uh, weight is in like my bottom half so of course it's kind of hard to pull all of that up anyway this was useful knowledge and fun to know I will probably go back in a few months if I notice significant differences in strength from lifting more Body composition is a bit trickier to measure accurately than weight, but I found it to be more useful uh, just for measuring overall health, especially as an athlete, because my BMI has always been like on the higher end, not obese, but like the high end of the healthy range because I have muscle. So... Um, according to just about every reputable source, the amount of essential fat differs between men and women like a lot. And so for men, they, their essential fat is two to 5%. And for women, essential fat is what you need to live. So it's two to 5% in men and 10 to 13% in women. The healthy range of body fat for men is typically like eight to 19 and, uh, or 21 to 33 for women. So women just naturally need to, um, have more fat because we birth babies. So Anyway, um, small tangent, I used to, well, I was I didn't ever, but I was, I have a personal training certification through NASM, and I believe it's out of date. I think it's only good for like two years, and it's probably surpassed that date. I'm not going to renew it, though, um, or I didn't even check because I don't train anyone, (laughs) but it did give me a base level of knowledge about fitness for my own, you know, benefit. I know the right things to do to get stronger and generally know the right things to eat at the right time, like... I typically have ten or twenty to thirty grams of protein within thirty minutes of finishing a hard effort, maybe thirty minutes to an hour. Like, <laughs> but the sooner that you eat after you work out, like, the better um, your recovery will be, and the more "quote unquote" gains you're gonna have. So. I know that individuals with higher levels of testosterone or growth hormones have an easier time getting muscle as well, but I didn't really know in practice what that means or if it can be manipulated through diet or exercise or rest, so I did some research, and this is what I found. Genetics can make it easier or harder to build muscle or lose fat. They don't make it impossible, though. You just have to work with your genetics and build a plan to suit your body's needs. Genetic predisposition is mainly a combination of genetics and hormones. So those with naturally high testosterone and growth hormones will build muscle faster and find it easier to maintain a leaner physique. That's kind of just luck of the draw. Like, that's like, you have blue eyes, you have lots of growth hormone. Um, testosterone and gl- growth hormones are interconnected. So testosterone stimulates the pituitary gland to release growth hormone, which increases the availability of amino acids, which are required for protein synthesis, i.e. to grow muscles and, um, Growth hormone, in turn, stimulates the release of insulin-like growth, growth factor, which stimulates muscle growth. So it's all very interconnected. The more these hormones you have available, the more they will have an impact on like the size and strength of your muscles. You can manipulate your hormones through training to some extent. If you can stress and manipulate the endocrine system, you can increase the production of growth hormones. I can't say Hormones. Hormones. <laughs> hormones are also influenced by stress, sleep, and nutrition. Even if you're training in a way that might increase growth hormone or muscle mass, bad sleep, a lot of stress, or poor nutrition could definitely set you back. So um, a lot of people, you, like we know this, right? That stress increases cortisol, which makes you like kind of hold on to like belly fat or whatever. But like most of us aren't good at reducing our stress. Um, poor nutrition, that's just eating like crap food. Like like sweeteners or really processed foods, um, and then bad sleep. Like you need probably more sleep than you're getting. Most of us do. There is one factor that science hasn't really explained, and that's that genetics also determine how responsive your body is to the whole process of building muscle. You could have a lot of growth hormone, but your body could, for various reasons, be just like less sensitive to the process. Since growing muscle is complex, a system breakdown anywhere along the chain of events could impact your results. If your pituitary pituitary grant gland isn't functioning correctly, for example, or your like, satellite cells might respond differently to the damage inflicted by training. Maybe it takes you longer to recover. Like, And a lot of things could slow down your progress, um, which to my former point is probably just luck of the draw. Um, Someone named Wayne Westcott, he is the director of exercise science at Quincy College in Quincy, Massachusetts, has a quick trick to figure out if you are genetically predisposed to build muscle easily. This is fun. So long muscles and short tendons are ideal for looking super toned. To gauge how long your muscles are, put your elbow up at a right angle, like hold your arm up, and see how many fingers you can put in between your elbow crease and where your bicep starts. The less space you have, like the few, fewer fingers you can fit, the longer muscle belly you have, which means that the greater potential you have for building muscle size and strength. So it's not perfect because everyone's fingers are different sizes. But basically, like the less the space, the more um, like the, the, the better you'll be able to build muscle. Because long muscles and short tendons, long muscles, short tendons are ideal for quickly building muscle. I, uh so personally like I probably won't get another dexa scan for a few months like maybe like maybe like in June like 4 4 to 6 months out if I really keep to this um weight training plan and I do have like a more sophisticated plan like this whole month I've kind of just been like fucking around like oh I'm going to see what this thing does oh I'm sore now but I'm I've developed like a 8 week training plan just for weights like um you know with different days Chest day, back day. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's chest and back day, and then leg day, and then arm day, and you rotate whatever. It's like an eight-week plan, and I'm gonna see just how much strength I gain at the end of it. Um, hopefully, I can start running soon, but I'm still gonna keep up the weight training and maybe just um, try to schedule my runs around the weights, <laughs> like like make sure I do like leg day and then you know don't have like a hard workout the next day. So anyway, what I've personally done though is. Stop attempting to change my body and embrace its natural strength and its natural shape. Focusing on health rather than appearance is probably, like, obviously, the most sane and sustainable route. But if you want to build muscle, you'll need to work with your specific genetic makeup. You need to figure out um, what works for you, maybe what's hindering you. Maybe get your own DEXA scan, maybe... Um, work with a trainer who knows what they're doing, I'd strongly recommend working with a trainer who has experience driving the results you want. So if you're trying to shed extra pounds or gain muscle, like that's two different things. (laughs) If you want to get rid of, like say you're like 40 pounds overweight, like you're trying to get rid of fat. But if you're trying to gain muscle for an athletic endeavor, you need a different kind of trainer. Most trainers are somewhat specialized and a fair amount of them, like me, are not incredibly informed because... (laughs) Check this out. To get the NASM, you literally just have to pass a test. So I studied, like understood most of it, got a good enough score to pass, but it doesn't teach you how to like in practice be a good trainer. So choose a trainer wisely and don't be afraid of ditching one. It's like therapy. Like you can get rid of your therapist or a doctor. You cannot see that doctor. Like you don't have to be with a um, a healthcare provider or a service provider who sucks, that's, that's just not how we need to live. It's 2021. Let's get on board. Anyway, and then I, uh, I linked some more stuff about being a certified trainer, about your genetics, or about a DEXA test. I, I did try to also figure out if you can um, determine your muscle building capacity from those like Ancestry.com kind of thing. Or not not that, but like a DNA test, like a 23andMe. Um, and you kind of can, but those are not perfect and it's just going to cost you like 200 bucks and then I don't know some company's going to have all your genetic data so maybe like think twice is all I'm saying okay bye